Hello, this is Serene from the Movie Reviews with Serene podcast and blog. Welcome to my podcast. You can find movie reviews, TV show reviews, facts about movies and TV shows you didn't know, monthly watch lists, and so much more. Every new episode will be released on a Sunday. Thank you for being here. Come along. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As you guys know, on January 10th, the Golden Globes happened, and I found out most of my predictions came true. But I will be talking about the winners and like everything else. Um, in this episode, I will be also talking about the new AMC Plus show titled My Mayfair Riches, which functions as the second installment of the Immortal Universe. The first installment was Interview with the Vampire. As you guys know how much I loved it. And I will be also talking about a movie I watched this week, which was Devotion. And I will be also sharing some movie news. And possibly rumors, but we will see. So let's go to the episode. I also forgot to mention that I changed the podcast's um, I cover art again because originally I wanted to do something with popcorn, but then mm, the old one like happened, so I was very unhappy with the cover art, and I'm very happy with the like the cover up cover art which I am currently using with the popcorn and i also changed the font a little bit of the movie like of the titles title movie reviews with serene and i also said you know in the past like few episodes i talked about the hmm, i talked about like me wanting to initiate this subscriber feature of Apple Podcasts. And I also told you guys that the earliest would be like the 30th episode and the latest would be the 50th episode. I now, um, I want to say that I will probably do this like when we hit the 30th episode. And the benefit of that will be that you will get some specials like I don't know, like about an actor or about a director um special special episodes and I have a few like plans so I won't be telling you guys because this episode is like the 27th uh we will you will find out more about that in the 30th episode which is actually which is like next week which is crazy but anyways let's go into this episode and i will start with the golden globes 
because you guys know last week was the pale blue eye the highlight of this week and to me like to me and the, this week i can't i don't know why i can talk anyways this but i guess that's just a usual thing on this show <laughs> um so this week it's the golden globes so let's talk about it them As you guys know that the Golden Globes happened um, on January 10th. And that was the 80th time in history. So, in the category of film, Best Motion Picture Drama went to The Fablements by Steven Spielberg. And his speech, like, made me cry. I was so emotional because I loved The, F- the Fablements. And I like, like, Steven Spielberg in general. Um. Yeah, my, like, my prediction was actually, like, one, if Elvis didn't win, then I wanted uh, the Fablements to win, so that's a prediction which came true. And then, best, best motion picture, musical, or comedy went to the Ben, Ben, she's of Inishiren, and not to everything all at once, as I predicted, but I'm okay with it. I haven't watched it yet. But, um, uh, it's me, so. Um, best motion picture, non-English language, went to Argentina, 1985. I haven't watched it, so I can't say anything about it. Best motion picture, animated, I predicted it, and I, I'm so happy that it happened, because his speech made me cry and as well, and I was like so happy and so emotional. It went to Guillermo del, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. Um, I'm very happy about that. I want like I would be happy as well if if it went to Turning Red as well, but it went to Guillermo, and his speech was so. Beautiful, and I am so happy that his like hard work and dedication, um, with the puppets and with like the stop motion element of it, and was just worth it. And 
I hope that he will score a Oscar nomination. Um, in two weeks, when we find out who, like, which movie uh, will be nominated for the Oscars on January 24th. Um, yes, I'm so excited for that week. Like, I cannot wait. I'm, like, I have a few um, predictions and, um, usually my Oscar predictions come true, so we'll see. Anyways, Gamma won Best Motion Picture Animated. Then Best Director won Steven Spielberg for The Fablements, and I was so happy as well, which was also another prediction of mine, which came true. Then Best Screenplay, Motion Picture, went to Martin McDonough, the Benshuren of Inish... No, the Benshees of Inishuren. I can't, like... My ADHD kicks in when... Or dyslexia kicks in when I have to, like, read this um movie title. I want it to be Tar or... And every, everything, everywhere, all at once. But I'm, um, yeah, I'm like, mm, okay, fine. Then best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama went to Austin Butler for Elvis, as I predicted and I wanted, and I'm so happy about that. Um, best performance by an actress in a movie pic- motion picture drama went to Kit Blanchett. Who else? I mean, Tar. Like, I want Tar to score so many nominations at the Oscars because Kate Blanchett, her performance was so like outstanding, and I, I am still like in awe of her performance and the movie as well. Uh, yes. I'm very happy that Kate Blanchett, aka Galadriel, won. Um, the original Galadriel. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy went to Colin Farrell in The Benches of Edition. I haven't watched it, but I, I cannot believe Rye Fiennes didn't win for the menu. I mean. Have you guys, like, seen his performance? Like, he was acting, um, how he was acting as Voldemort in that movie. And I'm, I cannot believe that he didn't win. But I hope that he will score a few Oscars, because I cannot believe that this actor hasn't won an Oscar yet. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> um... Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy went to my prediction, which was Michelle Yeoh as in for everything, everywhere, all at once. And I liked her. I liked her speech. Um, yes, I did cry, but when she was like, I don't know when I I think her her time was like over she was like oh shut up and da, da, da. and i was like so happy that she won then best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture 
went to Ki Hu Huan for everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, A24, and I'm so happy about that. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture went to Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, her speech was also very touching, and I am so happy that she won because, her like her as queen of Wakanda, and also like her intense role, like a uh, intense uh, scene with um. Which was dramatically very beautiful to watch with Okoye and her after being um, threatened by Neymar. Uh, yeah, it was very, like, I'm very happy that she won. Then the best original score motion picture went to Justin Horwitz. For Babylon. I still haven't watched Babylon yet, so I can't comment on that. Best original song motion picture went to Naatu Naatu from RR. I liked RR. It was too much. At time but it was a lot of fun so uh, i'm fine with it but i i also hoped it would like be ciao papa but it didn't uh, from uh, pinocchio but it didn't so yeah I'm like, or like lift me up by Riri, rihanna mm, well um Okay, I'm kind of like disappointed, but yeah. Then we go to the category of television. Best television series, mush, musical or comedy. Went to about an elementary. And not to all the mothers in the building as I like, or Wednesday as I predicted, but I'm okay with that. Best television series drama. Went to Hogwarts of the Dragon. Instead of Serenz or Better Call Saul. I mean, Better Call Saul is, like, probably the best spin-off series ever, like, of, of all time. Well, mm, the past, like, six, seven years, I would say. But, okay, it's House of the Dragon, so, yeah, whatever. Um, Best performance by an actor in a television series drama went to Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. I thought Jeff Bridges for old man, or the old man would score that award, but or Diego Luna for for Endor, or Adam Scott for Severance. But I'm okay with Kevin Costner. Like I haven't watched Yellowstone yet, but I have read mm, good reviews, so I'll I'm putting that show onto my long list of shows and movies i want to watch <laughs> anyways best performance by an actress in a television series went to as i predicted zendaya for euphoria that's another prediction of mine which came true then best performance by an actress in a television series musical or comedy went to 
Quieta Bronson for above the, uh, elementary. And not Haley Coco for the flight attendant, especially season two, or all the mothers in the building for Selena or Jenna for Wednesday, but I'm okay with that. I'm a little disappointed, but yeah. Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. Went to Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. I thought it would be Steve Martin or Martin Short. But yeah, I I understand why. But still, um, best performance by a supporting actor in a television series went to Taylor James Williams for Above M Elementary, and not John Lithau for The Old Man, because he was good in The Old Man. But anyways, best performance by a supporting. Well, not but anyways, but like whatever. But anyways, um, best performance by a supporting actress in a television series went to Julia Garner for Ozark. I was very happy to see Julia Garner, but I thought she would like win for Inventing Anna, but that didn't happen. Or at least I don't. I have like we will find out if that happened, but I don't know. Anyways. Best television limited series or motion picture made for television. And the winner is The White Lotus. And not Pam and Tommy, nor The Dropout. But I'm happy because The Dropout won one. Won one. Um, Golden Globe. Best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. Went to Dahmer. Mm. Yeah. And not Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven. Excuse me? That That's not... I'm so pissed right now because Andrew Garfield was so good in that series. Um... Yeah, like he was so good. He it's by, by far his best performance as an actor in in his career. And Netflix just won for Dahmer. Are you kidding me? Like what the fuck? Anyways, <sighs> yeah, I'm very pissed right now. Or not even like Taron Edgerton for Blackbird. I've heard it's really good. Anyways, I have to calm down. <laughs> so, um, best performance by an actress in a limited series or a motion picture made for television went to Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. See, I'm fine with that because that was my prediction. I'm okay. I loved it. It was so much fun. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, a limited series or motion picture made for television, went to Gen- Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. And and not to Daisy Edgar Jones. Um... 
Yeah, the same thing with Andrew, so let's skip that. Um, Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, limited series or motion picture made for television went to Paul Walker Hauser for Blackbird. I agree with that. I am very pleased with that. But I thought it would be Seth Rogen for Tammy. Pam and Tommy. But, yeah. Well, you can't have anything in your in life. Or, Dormal Gleason for the patient, aka Riddler for the patient, which was also good with Steve Carell. Yeah, like overall, I'm very happy with the winners, especially everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the dropout. But I'm also very disappointed because there were so many like good shows, and some of them got snubbed, some of them didn't uh, win a a globe, a Golden Globe. So I'm kind of like mixed. Yes, like many of my predictions come came true. Um but I'm yeah, I like many of the predictions come, came true, but I still like am kind of like disappointed by the committee committee because like I said like Andrew did such an amazing job. Andrew Garfield did such an amazing job while playing um, the detective, Mormon detective, in the Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of like mixed, to be honest. I'm very happy that Gemo got his like fruits for his labor. Difficult labor. And, and Michelle Yo like won the award for everywhere, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. But other than that, I'm kind of disappointed and have mixed feelings. Also, um, the next award, like movie and TV wise, uh, will be the critics. What's his name? <laughs> critics Choice Award?
words, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Which will be on January 15th. Oh, yeah, Critics' Choice Awards on CW, which will be held um, on January 15th. But like, when I when I release episode 28, eight, that like I won't be talking about that, but I will be talking about the winners. I hope Android wins. Um, winners. On the Thursday episode, will which will be the 29th episode. Just so you know. So, I want to talk about the newest AMC Plus uh, show titled Mayfair Witches. Only one episode has been released, so... And it was like Sunday. Okay, so, like I said, last year was the, was the uh, introduction of the in- Immortal Universe, which w- is based on the books of Anne Rice, and they, like, AMC started it, at, like, it's AMC and AMC Plus, but for us Europeans, it's WOW, which used to be Sky, but anyways... Um, so, on, on, like, last year, they initiated the Immortal Universe with the interview with the vampire, and this year, it, there will be, like, two, um, installment of the universe one is like mayfair witches and the other one i forgot (laughs) but it has to do with like the whole universe obviously like i was and am still so excited to watch this one since like it's a book book adaptation even though i haven't read the books but this series is just a it's a great continuation of the um, interview with the vampire immortal universe. Like I said, interview with the vampire I loved, and I'm so I am so excited for the second season because this next season will be released sometime this year, but no really particular release date yet. So this. Um, Mayfair Witches has eight episodes in its first season, and the first se- uh, episode was released on January eighth, and it stars Alex Alexandra Dario. She was in the white. She is in white. The in the White Lotus. What a tongue twister. Then Jack Houston. 
he was in House of Gucci with Adam Driver, and Al Pacino, uh, Lady Gaga, Jared Leto. Uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, Selma Hayek, about a bunch of other humans. Um, Harry Hamlin also stars here. He is the husband of Real House. You guys know my trash TV love. Um, he is the husband of Real Housewife of Beverly Hills Housewife, um, Lisa Rinna. And then Beth Grant, she was in Amsterdam as well. And this series was directed by Michael Appendow. He did my favorite, one of my favorite series of 2022, um, Hulu's, and for my Europeans, Disney Plus's Candy, which I also talked about last year. I love it. I can't wait for that universe to expand with the newest show titled Candy Morano. Um, also, will, which will be released sometime this year. Then the premise is follows a no neurosurgeon who, who is named Rowell, um, Rodwell, I think, who discovers that she is the unlikely her heir to a family of witches. She must contend with a sinister presence. Lasher, that has haunted her family for generations. So, in episode one, Rowan's, oopsie, <laughs> Rowan's, that's the, our protagonist, the neurosurgeon sergeant, supernatural gift turns into a horrifying burden in a New Orleans teenage dare three rebels i would say that this series is a ra ranked a ra rated tv mature because it mentions suicide a trigger warning suicide mental health death uh, bloody imagery uh, horrifying like frightening imagery yeah those are the like the TV mature rating 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 um I have to say I really liked the first episode one thing my issue with it was that you really see that this is a pilot episode even though I'm very excited for the next one so it starts as Rodwin who not Rodwin, Rowan's, Rowan, who, um, she's this, like, neurosurgeon, but she lives on a boat, and then we get to, I don't like sport much, but we get to find out that she, she has, like, she's a witch, and her mom is a witch, and her mom is, like, in this, uh, facility for elderly, and she, like, she wear, wears this key. And then, like, uh, Rowan got, like, she works, she works in, in a facility. Well, it's like a, 
It's a department of the health department where they're like finding, they're like trying to curse certain, um, well, she's like doing research, certain um, diseases. And I hate her boss because her boss is like misogynistic and thinks he's uh, like, you have to imagine like she goes in to her new office and her boss is just like putting pulling down his pants and peeing into a urinal while she's like talking and i was like what the fuck and then he thinks like he is just like he's just like very like powerful person but in real he's has so much dirt on his name and yeah then also um Then um we we get introduced to this character whose name I forgot, but she's this girl. She has she um yeah she is like kind of like really um a prison in her own house because she is only allowed to go like to school and then not to school home and but she has this like lasher who is this demon who is kind of like grooming her i should say trigger warning as well grooming her and but her mom is like totally against it but then this lasher guy well there's also like this second Uh, there's also this like second plot uh, character arc. It's about mm, a certain like person who trigger warning raped a one of his mates, I think, and but then this mate kind of like turned out that she and this guy uh, Lesher have something going on and so he like he asks her like are are you willing to you know do you trust me are you loyal because he like he's a demon but he can be any everyone like anybody in her life and he's like a shapeshifter and another arc is like harry hamlin's character who is this kind of like almost like he really reminded me of hugh hefner (laughs) A little bit. is just like this creep. This rich guy. Uh, he possibly has also like. Um, dirt on his name. And. I really like this character. And he kind of like. Is kind of like a con man. I would say. Mm. Yeah. Like the episode is like very. Draggy. But also really like interesting. But draggy and slow and i liked the cliffhanger because they're like rowan was sailing through a uh, in the third act well this is not third act like towards the end rowan was sailing to um to 
like she was sailing through a storm and then Lasher like popped off and then she got all like scared. But then also Rowan has like this door of boyfriends and and so on and so forth. And I also and also we like in this facility for the elderly, Rowan's mom is also like adopted. Well, Rowan's Rowan is adopted, but her um adopted mom dies, and she's like a person of color. Uh, dies, and um her real mom. We see that like she has this key around her neck, and we found out if because the her doctor who gives her this shot. Um, she. Like he takes off the the necklace with the key, and then Lasher, the demon, is like he is released, and yeah, this this series really reminded me of um of like Sabrina mixed with Charmed, mixed with Interview with the Vampire, and. I'm really excited for the next episode, which will be released this Sunday on AMC+. And I would also give a shout-out to the podcast titled Mem. titled the amc mayfair witches podcast by amc plus and because they all they like do recaps of the episodes with writers actors and actresses at least it was and um directors at least and producers that that's what they did with the uh, interview with the vampire but I, I also like they also released their first episode of Regarding the first episode of the Mayfair Witches, and I haven't watched, I haven't, um, I haven't listened to that recap because I just watched the episode on Sunday and I rewatched it so I could talk about it. But yeah, shout out to that podcast because it's very helpful because you sometimes like miss things and then you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Anyways. I have to say, like, I'm a, f- I'm a fan of the first series, like, The Immortal Universe, titled Interview with the Vampire, but you guys know that. And, and Anne Rice did write this story based on the inheritance of a line of women within the family, and, and like, they didn't want to lash her once again. I found out that Lasher in the books is portrayed as being a man of such beauty than he is irresistible. Oh my god, irresistible. 
to both men and women. He is beautiful and compelling and mischievous and smart. Regrettably, this seems to be another case of miscasting. I mean, in I like in my opinion, I haven't read the books, but I do think Lasher looked good. Like he was very good looking. In my opinion, but you know, certain viewers were saying, "Oh, he is too ugly." I'm like, mm, to me, not. Anyways, then and. Yeah, like, I really liked how all the women had, like, blue eyes and colored hair. And I'm very intrigued about the next episode of the Mayfair Witches. And, like I said, it was a lot of fun to watch. But you really, like, not... Also, this series also really, like, um reminded me of Fate of the Wink Saga with... Especially season two with the, like, the whole, like, uh, cast spells. Because the thing with her boss was that she, like, she was killing the boss because he was very misogynistic and a perv. And so before doing that, she's, like, saying, oh, like, I, because her boss gave her, like, uh, a list of names and it only like because for the research and she wanted her mom to be included but then the boss said that okay but choose one and choose a name so that person would be like expelled from the like put out from the list and she's like i'm not a killer but in but that's ironic because she killed a few people with her like supernatural gift and so yeah i really like that episode i really like the color grading and and the the pacing was kind of off but i i i can't deal with that so i'm very excited for the second episode this sunday on amc m and amc plus i think for my europeans that this series will be released on wow which used to be sky uh here in germany austria and switzerland uh next year because the interview with the vampire was released like last year and the synchronized version the german synchronized version was released this year like this month on wow so you can watch it there and this is not the end. This is not an end, but I would just like to mention that. Okay, so I want to share some news with you. And first one is via Variety. So, <coughs> Hildur Gunnadotir. Gu- Dear, 
is returning to score Joker 2. Yes, I guess Tomet. She was she has just begun working on it. We also got a new trailer for Ant-Man and the Boss Quantumania. And in that one, you could see Corey Stoll as Damien, as Darren Cross returns as Mordok. And I'm so excited about like and man and quantumania because like it will be out next month and uh i was so excited i i loved and man and ant man and the wasp and i'm very excited about that movie And we also got a first trailer for Joaquin Phoenix's um, <coughs> uh, Be also, uh, uh, wait Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix and A twenty four's Bill Bill is afraid, which will be released in theaters April April twenty first. And The Last of Us debuted to 100% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 26 reviews. We also got a new poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but I already shared it on my Instagram account. So, production on Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis is reportedly absolute madness. According to Hollywood Reporter, and tried virtual production tech before planning to green screen, then almost the entire VFX was fired. <laughs> Film now has no art department. Unknown if production can go forward. They are halfway through filming Francis Ford Coppola's self-financing the 220 million film, but the budget is 
expected to increase. So, um, I don't know if that movie will be released this year or next year. So Avatar The Way Out of Water crossed 1.7 billion at the worldwide box office. It's now the seventh highest grossing film ever. And the newest horror movie titled Megan has already cr grossed for 45 million at the worldwide box office and the movie had a budget of 12 million and Edmund and the Wasp Quantumania has a runtime of 2 hours and 5 minutes So according to Deadline, Tim Miller will direct reboots for the live-action Borderlands movie. And Ellie Roth could not do the reshots due to scheduling conflicts. According to Letitia Wright, Black Panther 3 is in development, and she said, and I quote, I believe it's already in development. We have to regroup, and our director, Ryan Coogler, has to get back to work in his quote-unquote lab, so it may take a while. But we are really excited to think you will be able to see it. End of quote. So in Ant-Man Ant and there was Quantumania, Bill Murray will play Lord Kaler. Governor of Axia, a bizarre and crushy community within the quantum realm.
So the members of the Young Avengers will be Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Vicken, Speed, Viv, Riri Williams, who we got to got introduced in Black Panther Forever, or Wakanda Forever, America Ch- Chavez, who we got introduced in to in uh, Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. And then Ke- Cassie Lang, Patriot, and Hulking, Hulk Ling. And the filming of Armor Wars will begin in April and will last five months. Willem Dafoe will return as Green Goblin in Avengers Secret Wars. Chloe Bennett will return as Daisy Johnson, aka Quake, in Avengers Secret Wars. The Eternals who died in the first installment will return in Eternals 2. I don't know, like maybe they will. They will, um. <laughs> they will, like, jump through timelines. I can't really imagine something. Scarlett Johansson will return as Black Widow in Avengers Secret Wars. I'm happy. I love Scarlet Jules. And the biggest news, John, uh, excuse me, Josh Brolin will return as Thanos in um, uh, Avengers Secret, Wa- Secret Wars. I'm so happy. Along with She-Hulk and Shuri, also in, uh, but this time in Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, which I'm very excited about. Sophie Turner will also return as Jean Grey in Avengers: Secret Wars. So the second installment uh, season of Loki will be released before the release of the Marvels. So Iron Heart will be released on Disney Plus between September and November of 2023. And Elizabeth Olsen, aka Wanda Vision, uh, Wanda and Maximov and uh, Scarlet Witch now 
will return as Wanda, aka Scarlet Witch, in at least two more two episodes of Agatha. Agatha Coven of Chaos. And Spider-Man and Wanda will appear in Avengers The Kang Dynasty. So, Stiftman and Mr. Fear will appear in the Daredevil Born Again. And Stiftman is like, in, in German, that's a pencil, so that's why I laughed. So, if you like translate it, then it's in Pencilman. <laughs> So in Daredevil Born Again, King Pin will become the mayor of New York. And Natalie Portman will return as Jane Foster, aka Mighty Thor. But I don't know in which movie. I guess it's like... I guess it will be... Um, I guess that will be in Thor 5. Are you looking for cozy trousers and hoodies and also high-end jewelry? Then I have a site for you. Today's sponsor is Mabel and Claire. They are affordable. They are affordable. Um. They're, they're affordable company and you can purchase probably the coziest and the comfiest hoodies and like hoodie and bottom sets and and cardigans and just cozy autumn sets and um, sports gear and stay at home sets and also they also offer jewelry 
and they also offer um, shoes and sunglasses. So whichever you want, you can get there. And with my code, movie reviews, you will get forty percent off your purchase. And just go to the website, which is Mabel minus Claire dot com, and use the code. Movie reviews for forty percent off, and for my Austrian, Swiss, and German people, we will we will get um free shipping. But also, that's also for the other like the U.S. and Canada. Also, you also get free shipping. And on top of that, you will receive a free item. So go to Mabel's dot Claire, uh, Mabel's minus Claire dot com, and use movie reviews for forty percent off. And thank you for Mabel and Claire for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> So I want to talk about the movie which I watched, and it's called Devotion. And this I wanted to watch it on December as well, but I didn't really have the time to watch it back then. So I watched it. I watched it yesterday. Um. So this movie stars Joe Jonas. He is. Joe Jonas, like he's known for his band, bands. Should I say, with like his brothers Nick and Kevin, but also he's also the founder of the band DNC. Anyways, um, and also he was also a Disney Channel actor. Um, anyways, Jonathan Myers, he was in Loki. Then Glenn Powell, he was in Top Gun Maverick. Christina Jackson, she was in, she is in, uh, Bull. Who like that that series? I still have to watch. It's also on my long list of movies. Well, not so movies, but like more like TV shows I want to watch. One day I will do that. Um, Bo Boon Platt, he was in Black Adam. And this movie was directed by J. D. Dillard. I haven't seen his previous work. It was released on November twenty third, twenty twenty two, and this movie debuted at the Toronto Tim Film International Film Festival, aka TIFF, then at the Newport Beach and at the Newport Beach Film Festival, International Film Festival. Um, along with she said. And a bunch of other film festivals. Uh, and a bunch of other, but like I couldn't mention, like couldn't really list many, like list all of them. But, anyways, um, but that's, uh, so I guess that shows what a great movie this was. So this movie was rated PG thirteen for language, war, action, violence, smoking, and frightening imagery. It's an action drama war. 
The premise is a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risk their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's, Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Devotions paced like it was paced like a documentary rather than a movie. And its plot was good, touching. I cried so many times as in as in as a non-American. I still enjoyed this movie, and I still was touched by it. Um, I have to say, like its plot is. It's not a plot. It's a portrait of characters who happen to be involved in the Korean War, which, I, which, war isn't fun, but this movie was. I felt like as if I was a part of the war, and also, I have to say, like it's very like slow, and. It isn't until about halfway through the movie that any action is happening, and in the meantime, we get a lot of like downtime to ex examine examine the relationships between Jesse and his family, and Jesse and his fellow colleagues, and those sequences were very often touching. And compelling, and providing like profound, profoundly, a satisfying inside inside look into the dichotomy of um loneliness and brotherhood that war like offers, and along with the movie's excellent acting, cap. Capable visual direction and moving musical score makes devotion a frequently captivating experience, and not like more than the movie. But because the story doesn't have a like sense of momentum and um, cause or effect between sequences, it's far. More forgettable than the filmmakers like kind of like wished for to be honest, ah. Uh, but like overall, I I really enjoyed this movie. I now understand why it debuted at so many film festivals, and Devotion is an epically inspire inspirational, and and heartbreaking and high stakes action packed. War movie based on actual events, and it's an emotional roller coaster, which will like fly you high into the sky. That see what I just did there, <laughs> and and then like crash you and down into the ground and break you and make you cry. And devotion was like based on the inspiring true story of the first African American uh, aviator in the U.S. Navy. I found out, 
and it's also based on the New York Times best-selling book of the same name, written by Adam Makos. And the cinematography of the movie was so good. Like, it was marvelous. It was perfect. It was captivating, touching, all all the above. (laughs) And the message of of devotion is to never give up, even when the odds are against you. And this movie has, like, violence, war, and death, as well as, like, tobacco and alcohol consumption it also has profanity a lot of them but which is very like and understanding because disorders are like going through a difficult time and they have to like take something to let off steam and or like really process what they're like going through i i reckon that those soldiers were like suffering from major PTSD after their service. And I applaud them for that. And because some of them died and some of them returned home, but they were, they were like suffering from PTSD and other illnesses, mental illnesses. And I also found out that the U.S. Navy named a ship in honor of Ensign Jesse L. Brown. The USS Jesse L. Brown FF-1089. It was Knox class and commissioned... 17 well commissioned February 17th 1973 and decommissioned July 27th 1994 yeah like um without like this movie really remind me of Top Gun Maverick as um and I liked both movies now. Like, I I love Top Gun Maverick. And I liked this one as well. And I, like I said, like, I do understand why it was... Why it devoted... Um, it debuted at so many festivals and received outstanding reviews and it just it's it's just such an amazing yet touching yet sad yet beautiful project I would say and I'm I am very like I am glad that I watched it uh, one year later but I still like have to say like if it's too triggering for you, then don't watch it. So there's that. Because I 
binge, literally binged, watched Power. I haven't had the time to watch uh, Bad Batch, the third episode. But I now, I, li- I like the si- sixth season. But I'm now um, watching Power Book 2, Ghost. And I'm currently on, I think, in at episode six and i like it i like it i like uh, well i i think that you could see power book two ghost uh, the first season as power se- uh, season seven and i'm still shocked that Tariq shot ghost and not like an andre a Tasha, a Tommy. I'm still shocked. Like I, I was like, "What? Tariq did it, and not Tasha." Anyways, then I, I also watched Puss in Boots. Finally, I have to say, I am so excited for the next installment, and I am very pleased with it like it it was a it was a great um sequel to the first one which was released in 2020 mm, not 2020 2011 and now like 2020 was the possum boots last wish the last wish and i just love antonia banderas as Puss and Selma Hayek as Kitty Southpaws and I also like Florence Pugh as Goldilocks and my favorite of, of the cast was Andrew from Big Mouth, Netflix's Big Mouth, aka um aka John Mulaney. Like, when I heard his voice, I was like, that's Andrew from Big Mouth. (laughs) Um, But, like, I really liked it. It was so funny, and it was so, so... It really made you think, because because it's about death, and your last wish, and, and loss, and grief, and the feeling... Like, it was more than a children's movie. And I also really liked the a few, like, cameos from Shrek. And I also liked the emphasis that there will be a third installment involving Shrek. And I really liked it. I... Also, it's also, like... Also made me think, uh, like, it, well, the movie is kind of like how you look at your life. Like, if you look at pessimistically, then only pessimistic 
things will happen. If you look at your life like optimistically or your situation, then it will like happen optimistically. Um, like things will happen optimistically, and and I also pointed out that you should like you you should stop seeking for or looking for the for like always the better thing because the movie showed and I really like that aspect that everything you like if you take a step back and look at your current situation and be just in the moment like present and be grateful for what you have you will eventually find everything that you want like you 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 wish for like Goldie Florence Pugh's character she was looking for a family so desperately and uh, that's that was her last wish and then she like realized that she already has got the bear family with her and it i i love movies which make me think you guys know that and this one really made me think in a different way and i appreciate that and and i can't wait for the third installment of puss in boots And I also really like the cricket, um, like Pinocchio's cricket. Um, yeah, I won't spoil anything, but it was so much fun. I'm also like planning on watching, um, well, like finishing Power Book Book Two, and then three, and then four, and then I'll watch tomorrow. I'll watch this third season of Sky Rojo. I hope there will be a crossover with Money Heist, like Casa de Papel, as it did in the second season of Sky Rojo. But I will see when I watch it. Also, like, if you haven't watched Power, I would highly recommend it to you it's it's a good series and 50 cent did an amazing job as like kanan but also as the producer and the writer and it made me have a new yorker accent which is which is kind of like annoying for a few friends of mine who live in the US, but uh, I can't do anything about it. I have this thing when I'm like spending too much time with a person who is non-English, like who is, who doesn't speak German, but English. I tend to adapt their accents. So uh, yeah, that just happened with power. And my friends in who live in New York, one of them, they aren't a fan of that. So I'll I'm trying my best to like 
go back to my like German, English, British, like my mix of German, English and American English and British English mix of English speaking accent. Um, yeah. <coughs> But I am still very shocked that Tariq killed Ghost. Anyways, um, Yeah, I will watch rewatch um Bad well, I will watch the third episode of Bad 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 Batch this week, then uh, Sky Rojo and then continue Power Book Two Ghost. And I will talk to you guys well that's kinda of marks the end of this episode. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday where we will talk about mm the things I mentioned today and so like I also want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast and also joining the discord channel which will be linked in the show notes of course then also I would also like to thank Mabel and Claire for sponsoring this episode you can use code um movie reviews for 40% off your purchase and free shipping and also a gr a free item on top of that and also i would also thank you for the reviews you guys left on apple podcasts because that made me really happy and Keep doing that. Keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcast, Apple Spot, uh, Apple Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and many, many more platforms. Well, like basically all podcast apps, you can leave reviews on the show, and I'm very excited for the upcoming season. Like of the podcast the second season of the podcast especially uh, especially this year like in movies and tv shows i cannot wait i'm s i haven't been this excited about a year then i am excited about this year and yeah but we will all together find out if Most of the movies will be worth a watch or n not worth a watch. But until then, I'll talk to you on Sunday. And I'm sorry that this episode was released and recorded a little later than I anticipated. But something came, come up, came up. So um, after editing this episode, I'll, of course, publish it and... Let me guys know what you think about the new icon and the new font of the podcast's um, cover art. And you, you guys know you can reach me at Movie Reviews with Serene on Instagram and also Movie Reviews with Serene Podcast on Instagram. And also Discord, all of the links will be linked in the show note notes. 
I've also linked the link for the Maybelline Claire um, promotional code also in the show notes and yeah I wish you a good good rest of the week and I'll talk to you in in three though in two days well okay more than two days but yeah you get the point anyways i hope you're having a great evening day midday wherever you are and i'll talk to you once again on sunday bye